This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never podcast. Welcome to the very first preview show of 2022, brought to you by the Nona Never podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me into the new year, he's the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show, and that is, of course, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, happy new year! Happy new year, Natalie. Happy new year to all our listeners as well. Indeed, a very quick note, listeners, before we set off, as we enter another calendar year, um, we just want to take a moment to acknowledge just the fantastic support that our listeners have given us throughout 2021, um, particularly over the last couple of years, actually, which has been very difficult with lockdowns and project restart and fixture changes and, and everybody just not really knowing whether we're coming or going. But you've stuck with us throughout and we are very, very grateful. So um, a happy new year and let's hope we can continue to entertain you into 2022, which of course, Dave, is what we are wanting to do. Now, unfortunately... We are starting this 2022 with another defeat. Burnley were away at Old Trafford um, this week and succumbed to a 3-1 defeat with a very makeshift team again. Um, and we're just it's just not working for us at the moment, is it, Dave? It's just not clicking. It's not. I mean, we, we had chances. I mean, we're probably a little bit more open than we have been. Maybe that was a, a, a function of the formation that we had. Um, Aaron Lennon was kind of playing a number 10 role. I mean, Vidra was on the bench but wasn't fully fit, which is why he didn't start. Um, and teams are having to make do with uh, with what we, what we've got. I mean, it's, uh, Leeds have had their troubles as well. We'll come on to that uh, a little bit later. But, um, yeah, it's uh, difficult for sides at the moment, getting teams together and, and making the best of what they've got. Yeah, definitely. It just it just feels a couple of people tweeted me last night actually, Dave, and and it's one that we'll maybe cover on the analysis show when we do our first one of twenty twenty two. But it, why did we play? You know, it feels like all of the other Premier League teams are, you know, getting games called off left, right, and centre with just a couple of cases. We had about five cases out last night and didn't choose to ask for the game to be postponed, and it just. 
can we sometimes be a little bit too stubborn for our own good, Dave? I don't know. I, I, just a few people tweeted this thing last night, so I thought I would mention it. I think asking is irrelevant because kind of the, it's not particularly transparent, but the Premier League do seem to have rules in place. They've actually, in advance, specified which players are eligible to count. And if you've basically got um, 14, including a goalkeeper, then uh, the match goes ahead. So asking for the game to be called off or not seems to be an irrelevance at the moment. Um, and there are teams that are... I don't know, maybe may gaming the systems. There's a suggestion, perhaps, that because the process isn't transparent, that some teams might be gaming the process slightly. Um, and there are certain teams who have more to gain from it as well. If they've got the likes of uh, Newcastle, who had their last game called off, and it's been announced that the next game against Southampton, that's been called off as well. Uh, they've got a war chest to spend in January, so they can bring players in and they're eligible to play. What about having a situation where... Um, for rearranged games, you have sort of a cup-tied situation. So players who come in in the January window aren't eligible to play in the rearranged fixtures. It is, but on the basis that I'm hoping that we sign some players, Dave, I, I wouldn't want us to be bound by that rule either because we are we that is we are one team that desperately needs to be able to rely on that because if we do manage to bring some cover in in January, I want them all to be fit, particularly if we can find another Maxwell Corner who can just bring some creativity into the side. So, um, yeah, on the basis that we need to rely on that, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. But yeah, let, let's maybe cover that, listeners, on the um, new um, analysis show when we do that next week. Drop us a quick line and let us know what your questions are about, you know, what we should and shouldn't be doing during these COVID times. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Um, in the meantime, Dave, we have a quiz question um, to give an answer to. That was before we looked back... Um, for that Manchester United fixture, we ask our listeners what the sorry what the last time the last time it's not the last time, Dave. Why do I keep saying time? It's because it's New Year, guys. I'm obsessed with times and clocks and countdowns. Question was the last Burnley player to score a penalty at Old Trafford scored twice from the spot in the same game. But can you name him and what was the year? Now the the closest I even got to this, Dave was guessing that it was quite some time ago, but I could not give you a name or a year. So put our listeners out of their misery, please. Uh, yeah, the correct answer was uh, Leighton James. He scored two penalties at Old Trafford in a 3-3 draw. That was in April 1974. And uh, that was also the season that Manchester United were relegated to the second division. They played uh, City rivals uh, City. I think it was uh, Dennis Law that scored the goal for uh, Manchester City that sent them down. So, uh, yeah, that was the answer to the question, Leighton James. And did we get any correct answers at all? Well, there wasn't a lot of time to do it because we're um, a very quick turnaround between our trip to Old Trafford and uh, Ellen Road and obviously our he hectic recording schedule that we've got uh, meant, has meant there hasn't been much time for us to receive quiz answers this time. But if any of our listeners did know the answer to that one and we've uh, not been able to get it through to us in time, then well done to them. Yeah, indeed. Well, we are going to have... Another quiz question for you at the end of this episode. You don't have to wait very long. You don't even need to wait for a whole year because we're in the new year. We are, of course, going to give you the very first quiz question of 2022 at the end of this episode. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Premier League head to head. And let's get on to previewing the Clarets next fixture, Dave. It is another Premier League match. It is Leeds United away. Oh, it's a big one. Um, Sunday, the 2nd of January at 2022, a 2pm kickoff. 
but not televised anywhere in the UK that we are aware of anyway. Um, So why don't you start with the history of this fixture, please, Dave, looking at Premier League meetings. Uh, Yeah, this will just be the second season that Burnley have faced Leeds United in the top flight since the inauguration of the Premier League in 1992. Of course, our history does go back much further than that, and we will mention that when we come to our memory match section uh, shortly. Uh, Leeds United returned to the top flight last season after a hiatus of 16 years. And as Burnley didn't make our Premier League bow until 2009, we've had to satisfy ourselves with occasional meetings in the Championship in recent times. And even when our paths did finally meet in the Premier League, there were no fans there to see it due to restrictions which were in place last season. Uh, Our one and only previous Premier League visit to Ellen Road then last season was a controversial one, uh, with an extremely debatable penalty being given at one end after just five minutes, and a perfectly good Burnley goal from Ashley Barnes being disallowed at the other end later on in the game due to the combined actions of whistle-happy on-pitch referee Robert Jones and his video assistant Michael Oliver, who between them got the situation totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at least we couldn't accuse the officials of being unduly influenced by the home crowd, because obviously there wasn't one there for it. Uh, but as it was, it ended 1-0 to the home side, uh, with that early Patrick Bamford penalty being the only difference between the two sides. Yeah, indeed. Memory match! Um, what about the memory match then, Dave? What have you chosen to look at for this one? A lack of recent top flight meetings means that we have decided to delve into the archives this week and we've chosen a match which took place in March 1974. Jimmy Adamson's Burnley, wearing navy blue shirts, were the visitors to Ellen Road to take on Don Revy's Leeds United. After taking the lead through Paul Fletcher in the 16th minute and then seeing the home side equalise through a header from Alan Clark in the 39th minute, there was still time for one more goal before the break and what a special one it was. Paul Fletcher was the goal scorer again, with what is certainly considered by some as one of the best Burnley goals of all time, as his spectacular bicycle kick flew into the top corner past a helpless David Harvey, stunning the Ellen Road crowd as the visitors retook the lead. Second half goals from Doug Collins and Jeff Nulty put the game beyond Leeds United's reach, and the Burnley fans were left to enjoy a most memorable performance and result. On this day! Okay then, Dave. Well, during the first half of the season, we have been taking a look back at past matches played on the same date in the past. And we are going to include that in the as a feature right the way through to the end of the 21-22 season. So why don't you tell us all about the highlights from past matches played on the 2nd of January? Yeah, this will be the 30th Burnley game played on the 2nd of January. In the previous 29, Burnley have managed nine wins. Um, It started off being a very good date for us, with Burnley remaining unbeaten in all of our first six matches played on the 2nd of January between 1892 and 1915. The first match was a 1-1 draw in a match played in 1892 at Anfield, but not against Liverpool, as you might expect, but against Everton, whose home ground it was prior to their city rivals even existing at that time. Uh, Burnley won all of the next three games, with a 3-0 away win against Aston Villa in 1897, a 2-1 home win against Chesterfield in 1904, and a 2-1 away win at Glossop in 1909. After a couple of draws in 1911 and 1915, we suffered our first defeat at the hands of Aston Villa, who came away from Turf Moor with a 3-2 win in 1926. 
This was followed in 1928 with another draw at Anfield. This time it was 2-2, and by this time Liverpool were the hosts. Um, after a 3-1 home defeat to Southampton in 1932 and then embarrassing 7-0 defeat at Bolton in 1935, we managed another win in 1937, beating Chesterfield 3-1. Our only game in the 1950s was a 2-0 defeat to Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough, and we won one and lost one in the 1960s. There was a thumping 5-2 away win over West Ham in 1960 and a 2-1 away defeat at Everton in 1967 uh, Sorry, um, at Goodison Park this time. Uh, we won our only game of the 1970s away to Bolton by a 2-1 scoreline in 1978 and then won 2-1 at Orient in 1984. That was sandwiched by a couple of 1-1 draws in 1982 and 1988. Uh, Burnley's recent record on the 2nd of January has deteriorated somewhat. Since 1989, there have been just two wins with four draws and four defeats. We won an FA Cup third round tie at Milton Keynes in 2010. That was the one where the manager didn't do the post-match press conference as he had somewhere else to be. Um, And in 2012, we played Leeds United at Ellen Road. Bizarrely enough, uh, we lost that game 2-1 though, unfortunately. Um, Our most recent game on the 2nd of January was a 2-1 win. That was at Huddersfield Town exactly three years ago in 2019. Uh, That was the last time a Burnley player was sent off as Robbie Brady saw red for a late foul in that game. Uh, So Burnley's overall record for past matches played on the 2nd of January is played 29, won 9, drawn 11, lost 9 with 40 goals for and 44 goals against. Brilliant. Scouting report! Well, that finishes our history section of this fixture. Why don't you bring us bang up to date looking at our present section starting with our scouting report. Uh, Yeah, we provide you with a more detailed scouting report when we played Leeds at Turf Moor in August in a match that ended 1-1. So this time we're just going to provide a more general update. Uh, After a successful first season back in the top flight, after an extended break, uh, the Yorkshire side has struggled so far this season and haven't looked anywhere near as strong as they did during the last campaign, where they finished in ninth place on a very impressive 59 points. Uh, Although they have at least been able to keep the same manager so far, although they have lost all of their last three games, the first time this has happened under Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, We'll wait to see if Leeds choose to dip into the transfer market again during January, but their most expensive summer signing, Dan James, has yet to really show his true potential. Uh, With eight goals so far, uh, Rafinha is by far and away their top goal scorer, and looking at the biggest contributors in terms of FPL points, he's also way out in front on 82. Uh, with goalkeeper Ilan Melier on 52 and Stuart Dallas and Dan James both on 43. Uh, Leeds had several absences due to injury and illness for their recent Premier League games against Manchester City, which they lost 7-0, and Arsenal, which they lost 4-1. There's still a long list of players missing. Perhaps we should ask the Premier League if we can play seven aside instead. (laughs) Uh, However, Patrick Bamford, Dan James and Jack Harrison all look like they may be back in contention, but there are several others, including those with long-term injuries, such as Liam Cooper and Calvin Phillips. Excellent. Well, you've heard what we think about our visitors this weekend, but for balance, we do like to have the thoughts of a Leeds United fan. John McKenzie, again, is 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 with us once again for our opposition view. Opposition view. Hi, it's John from All Stats, aren't we? Just a few thoughts about the game on Sunday. So 
Obviously, for Leeds, this has been a much worse season than fans were expecting. And it's kind of hard to work out why Leeds have dropped off so much. I think there's been a general narrative that it's simply about injuries only. But when we think about the first 11 that started against Burnley at Turf Moor, we had a full 11, basically, and were fortunate to get a late equaliser. So, yes, the injuries have played into it, but clearly there's something else going on behind the scenes. So what are those things behind the scenes I guess there's a few things firstly I think last season perhaps overrated us a little particularly the last eight ten games of the season I thought we were lucky to concede as few as we did and uh, there were certain indicators in some of the underlying numbers that suggested that maybe things would turn around once we had a little more game time under our belts and so it proved to be but obviously this season has been a very big drop off I think there's other elements to it as well this season so this season, teams have quote-unquote found us out a little bit more. I think there's certain things that we do that I think opposition teams can can target and, and can make work for them. One of those things is our build-up. So there's been a few, particularly the top six. But also it's happened with teams like Brighton and Southampton who realise that if they can press us fairly high, they can disrupt our build-up and cause us to be fairly toothless going forward. Uh, another thing that you can do is you can, you can defend um, the wide areas quite well and you can stop us from being able to build up in in those wide areas and reduce us to just crossing in fairly aimlessly into the box, particularly if you have some big defenders. And the other thing is Rafinha is obviously our main outlet, and there's been a few teams this season who've just focused on closing him out of the game in particular, and once he's unable to do his thing, then we, we start looking pretty toothless ourselves. So in terms of Sunday's game, Leeds have a lot of players back available, which I think will make a difference, particularly Pat Bamford, who we've missed when he's been um, out. As always, I expect Burnley to go direct and hard early on to try and get the goal to then hold on to, which was, the, the I guess, the, the angle of attack at Turf more early in this season and almost worked out for you. I thought that Burnley looked a little bit sluggish for the first half versus Manchester United and were a little bit unlucky to concede all the goals that they did from, from fairly innocuous situations. Um, so I'll be interested to see whether or not actually Burnley will be a little bit sharper and maybe a little bit more rigid defensively. And I think if that does happen, then they can cause us problems. Um, and so for me, in terms of what I'm looking for from Leeds, I want to see Leeds being able to, as I said, progress the ball down the field, build up well with the ball in wide areas and, and make a little bit more incisive um, movements into the box, hopefully get the ball into fairly dangerous positions with players in the box. That's been the story of this season, though we haven't managed to do that. So I think this is going to be an interesting game and it's definitely a game that Leeds fans are seeing as a, a relegation six-pointer or maybe some of them are still in denial about the fact that we're in a relegation battle, but I definitely think this is a big game for, for both clubs. So I expect it to be a bit of a stodgy game, but I expect it to be uh, pretty energetic and, and a lot on the line. So I'm very much looking forward to it and I hope you guys are too. Okay, final one then, Dave. Who's our referee? Who's going to be officiating? Uh, we've got Kevin Friend of Leicester. He's taking charge of Sunday's game, and it'll be the 30th time he's refereed a Burnley game. Uh, 18 of those have been in the Premier League, and of those, Burnley have won five, drawn four, and lost nine. Uh, and that includes the goalless draw against Norwich City at Turf Moor back in October. Uh, the only sendings off in those 18 Burnley games in the Premier League with Kevin Friend as referee were to opposition players. That was when Norwich City reduced to nine men. That was in the match at Carrow Road in July 2020. Um, he's also refereed a match between these two teams. 
Uh, that was the opening game of the 2015-16 season at Ellen Road, which Burnley came from behind to draw 1-1, thanks to a headed goal from Natalie. Uh... Ben Lee. No, Sam Vokes. Oh, I thought you were. I was sat there. I was thinking, I don't remember Ben Mee scoring, but the whole headed goal thing, I was like, is he, is he lining up here for a Ben Mee goal? Of course, it was Sam Vokes. Oh, yes, Sam, Sam scored the goal, but uh, Kevin Friend was the referee for that one. That finished 1 1. Um, and finally, for this section, Mike Dean will be the video assistant referee uh, for the game on uh, Sunday afternoon. Excellent. Statman Dave's stat of the week. Well, I know you don't like to leave it there, Dave. I know you like to treat our listeners. So why don't you delve deep into those pockets of yours and let us have your miscellaneous stat of the week. Yeah, this week's stat of the week relates to the age of the Burnley team for our most recent match against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Uh, The average age of Burnley's starting eleven was 30.595 years against Manchester United and was the club's oldest for a league game since Sean Dyche took over as manager as well as being the oldest for a league game since we played Charlton Athletic at Turf Moor over 13 years ago. That was on the 8th of March 2008. Do you want a reminder of who the players were in that uh, that I side? most certainly do, Dave. Uh, we had, uh, well, in numerical order, uh, Gabor Kirai. Uh, so we, had, we had one, two, had several over 30. Gabor Kirai was over 30. Graham Alexander was 36. We had uh, Stan Varga, remember him? Uh, 35, uh, Andrew Cole, 36, Robbie Blake, 32, um, Alan Marne, Kyle Lafferty was the youngest, he was just 20, uh, Wade Elliott was 29, James O'Connor, Clark Carlisle, John Harley. So they were the uh, 11 players we had. But yeah, that was the oldest side we'd had since, uh, well, prior to uh, Thursday's game against Manchester United. I do not remember Stanislav Varga at all. Who is he? Um, I've, did he come in on? I think it's either a short-term contract or came in on uh, on loan that season. Yeah, it, it was uh, uh, a knowing coil signing, wasn't he? Wow, do not remember him at all. That's awful and damning. I'm gonna literally, I'm the worst Burnley fan in the world for not remembering. Sorry, Varga, don't remember you. Um, that's a good start. That's a good start. Though. I kind of thought you might go somewhere actually when I saw your tweet last night about aging. Squad is something that we all knew, obviously. Um, so I, I, we're going to do it again, Dave. Um, I'm going to be very clear here in my thoughts ahead of this game. If we lose against Leeds, I cannot see us getting out of this, and I think we are goners. Um, I know you do not like to say like to say must win games, but I, I think we will never agree on that. I think there are some games that are must must win games. Um, how are you? I, I just I wasn't massively inspired against. Actually, you know, I say that there were a couple of inspiring moments in the United game, um, but as generally we look like exactly what we are in the moment—a very old and very tired team, devoid of a few ideas. And I just I don't know if either the manager or the players know what they need to do to start turning some of these games into wins. But this Leeds United game is massive. It's absolutely massive. We have to beat them, Dave. Um, it's a huge game, yeah. We, we we do need to try and make sure we can get good results against the teams around us uh, to stay in touch. I think if uh, if Leeds do win, it does uh, give them a boost, pulls them away from it a little bit and, and leaves us back down in the mire, even with the uh, games in hand, which 
aren't going to be as helpful as we think, bearing in mind they're going to come thick and fast uh, later in the season. That's going to be a, a challenge for us to uh, to cope with that, with uh, the frequency of the games that we're going to play. So, yeah, it's a it, it's a biggie. We know that. It's always a um, a good game at Ellen Road. It's a, a usually a good atmosphere there. Um, I'm sure the Burnley fans will be in good voice again. Uh, they certainly were at uh, Old Trafford again, despite the result last night. Uh, so hopefully they can uh, cheer us on to a, a positive result against Leeds. And uh, yeah, that would be a real boost for us to get um, an away win uh, at this point of the season because we've played nine away games now out of the uh, 16 we've had and uh, we haven't won one yet. No, well, we've only won one game all season, which is yeah. appalling. Uh, you need to win 10 to, to stay up, in my opinion. I map nine this year, maybe eight, but yeah, we're going to have to do. Um, we're going to have to pretty much play, depending on whether Kone is fit or not, we're going to have to play that same team again tomorrow, aren't we? Which is just grim. I just I don't know where we're going to score the goals from when we play that game. We've got no supply to Chris Wood at all. What's he supposed to do? Magic goals out of thin air. Well, he had a really good chance early on, didn't he? That uh, cross, yeah. was it uh, Ashley Westwood? He got on the end of uh, that one and, and just couldn't direct the header on target. But, uh, yeah, we had chances in that first half. We created quite a bit. It was quite a very open game compared to what we used to. We we, we normally tend to see games where they're you know, tight in the first half and they can be sort of nil-nil or just, just a goal in it. Um, that's certainly not the case. Four goals in the first half, unfortunately. Three of those were for uh, for United, and there was no no way back from that. Really, we obviously got the goal back just before half time, but it's going to be uh, we 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 need to be um, I think as attacking as that if we can, but we need to keep that uh, uh, shutter up at the back, make sure that we can uh, keep it tight and, and stop lead scoring. And they they have got players that are capable of doing it. Patrick Bamford. Uh, seems to have a, an ability to score against us as well. So we don't know yet whether he's going to be playing or not. It'll be interesting to see the uh, team lineups when they come out an hour before kickoff on uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, definitely. Um, to be fair, I thought Aaron Lennon did really well last night. Actually. Yeah, I, I really man did. of the match, I think. Yeah, for, definitely. For us. Definitely. I think he, when Dyke said at the beginning, oh, he's going to play the number 10 role, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's been brought him in as a defensive midfielder. That's his only role that he's going to do there. But to be fair, he did play as a number 10. Uh, and he played very effective. I thought he was a bit rusty in the first 20 minutes. He, a few balls were going astray and pinging off him here. And he seemed to be tripping over a couple of players, not 100% sure where he was supposed to be, which is understandable. Um, you know, it's not a natural position for him. But once he settled into the game, I thought he was excellent. And you know what you always get with Aaron Lennon, Dave? You always get hard work. You always get a really hard work rate. You can't ever question his his there. So I, I have no problem with him starting again. I think uh, we just, you know, there's a lot of criticism out there for Chris Wood at the moment, and you you just can't. I think it's unjustified to direct that in because, my God, he can't magic chances out of thin air. Um, and most players don't convert every chance again anyway so I know he had a good chance early on and missed it but even the best strikers in the world don't have a 100% conversion ratio when it comes to, to chances so I think you know he needs a, he needs two or three to convert one and win we, we're lucky if we're even creating one so come on Burnley let's get some creativity as Dave says and let's get some chances um, are you going to give me a score prediction please Dave? I'm going to be positive and go for a 2-1 win we need a win I love it who's going to score? You're not allowed to say what I think you're going to say. Uh, Sam Vokes with a header. No. Um... <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> uh, Aaron, Aaron Lennon and um, uh, Dwight McNeil. 
lovely. I would love Dwight McNeil to score. He needs, he's due, overdue a strong performance, is Mr. McNeil. I know the poor lad's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders, but he needs to, he needs to get his head back in the game, I think, recently. I'm going to go for, I'm also going to go for, I'm also going to go to nil. Um, and I'm going to say Dwight McNeil and a Ben Meehedder. So, listeners, you know the drill by now, please. We want your score predictions. We want to know who scored and we want to know how they scored. You can tweet us at none and ever. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page or you can email us at previewshow at noneandever.net. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, second half of the show, Dave. Fantasy Premier League. Um, game week 20 marked the end of December and the end of 2022, as far as FPL is concerned, which means that as well as our usual updates, we are also able to confirm our December manager of the month. So, you want to kick us off, Dave, by talking us through all of the latest league table updates. Yeah, the festive period is always a very busy one in the Premier League, and as well as the 20 real-life managers having their challenges, it's been a hectic few weeks for the 325 managers in the No Near Never League. Uh, But we can update you to let you know who our top five managers are as we go into 2022. Uh, we've got a little bit of movement at the top. I think the um, the changes and the free hits and things have, have made a difference in there, so that might have a bit of evening out still to do if players are keeping them behind for double game weeks. But in fifth place, we've got down. Uh, Deck Clark uh, is in fifth. Uh, down to fourth is Jacob Sapwell. Uh, Luke Lambert is back up to third. Uh, Jaden Fitton is up to second and a non-mover, but just a lead of four points now. Uh, he only got twenty points last, uh, twenty-eight points last week. Is uh, that's uh, Joe Elliott, uh, our current leader? Mm, excellent. Um, what about the Non and Ever Fantasy League then? What about the well, Non and Ever? Let's do December first. Oh, okay. I can confirm uh, now, as we mentioned earlier. Now, with December's matches being completed, we can reveal the identity of the latest no-name-ever manager of the month, and also oh, name check the remainder okay. of the top three. Uh, we've got in third place for December was Chris Stamworth on three hundred and fifty-five points. Uh, second place was Jaden Fitton with three five seven. And in first place, was five points ahead on three six two, uh, was Stephen Kipkogai. I think that's how you pronounce it. Hopefully, uh, is our winner of the uh, December Manager of the Month award. Excellent. I'm sorry. I thought we were going to do that after we'd done the non never one. I was jumping the gun a little bit there. Well, congratulations there, please, to our uh, December Manager of the Month. Can you please get in touch with us, please? Drop us a, a Twitter. DM or any other of our methods of communication. Just let us have your address because we need to post you your prize for being the December Manager of the Month, which is an Unanever sticker. And it's very cool. You will like them. So drop us your address and we'll get that put in the post for you. And everybody else, it's a brand new month. So you have lots of fixtures in January to try and win yourself the January Manager of the Month. Now, as I was about to come on to before I started changing the order willy-nilly and nilly-willy, um, we need to know how Team None and Never's been doing. It's been a while since we checked in on us, Dave. Am I at the top yet? Uh, no. Uh, it's still Adam Dennett way out in the lead. He's got a, a cushion of about 140 points at the top, and he's also in a 16th place in the overall league. Uh, but just for fun, we have a separate head-to-head league uh, amongst the uh, No Near Never podcasters. And your team, Natalie, oh. with 34 points, beat Adam's team with 32 yes. points last week. A yes. huge shock. Uh, hey, hang on a minute. Hang on. Huge shock. 
let's not over, you know, let's not overplay this a little bit. It was it was a marginally shock result, but we all know that I've got the ability to beat Adam Denny. I can beat that little scamp at his own game. So it's not that, it's not that big a deal. But anyway, carry on. Yes, I did. Uh, and, and then in the rest of the No Name Never Mini League, uh, my Burnley Stats team remains in second, followed by George Poole in third, producer Matt's in fourth, and your Dingle Bells team is in fifth and last place although you're still reasonably positioned in 235th place in the overall league table. So no uh, no danger there at the uh, oh. at the bottom of the table. I am very, very pleased with my improvement this year from previous years. I've started to understand. Well, this year I've actually started dealing with my team every week and assigning that helps. captain and taking, some weeks I forget, but taking like injured teams out. And I've also learned that I get free transfers, which I didn't know about either, which is impressive. So, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with how I'm doing this month. Next year, I'm coming for you. Don't you, uh, don't you even dare worry about it. Um, so, where are we up to now? Uh, Game Week 20's Team of the Week, please. Uh, yeah, there were 120 points up for grabs, plus double captain points, if you've been able to field the following 11 for Game Week 20. Uh, they were in a 3-5-2 formation. We had um, Schmeichel. Kasper Schmeichel was in goal. I think that penalty save got points for that. That uh, helped him up to 15. I think he was also the high-scoring player overall out of the 11 as well. Very impressive 15. Uh, our three defenders were Amati of Leicester, uh, Mitchell of Crystal Palace and Cucurella of Brighton. Uh, our midfield five were uh, Bowen of West Ham, McTominay of Manchester United, uh, Phil Foden of Man City, uh, Suchek of West Ham and James Ward-Prowse of Southampton with a front two of uh, Edouard of Crystal Palace and Cristiano Ronaldo. That was the uh, 11. Um, and the average score out of interest was 37 for last week. So well done to anyone who was able to match or beat that score in game week 20. Indeed. Well, we will be able to bring you another FPL update, including the progress following game week 21 in our next preview show. So do check that out. Statman Dave's quiz question. Okay, the one section that everybody always looks forward to, Dave, and that is, of course, da -da 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 -da. Dave's quiz question. That was some kind of makeshift drum roll. I don't think that worked. I'll, I will get Matt to put a soundbite in there rather than me doing my own drum roll. Um, are you going to look after our listeners this week with something nice and easy to ease them into 2022? Uh, well, time will tell, but I think it's potentially a slightly easier one than normal for the new year. And the question for this week is, uh, which members of the current Burnley squad are also former players of Leeds United? Which members of the current Burnley squad are also former players of Leeds United? Oh, well, I'm going to submit my answer directly after us finishing recording, Dave. But why don't you tell our listeners how they can submit those, those, theirs, <laughs> theirs. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> um, New Year, still losing it. Carry on, Dave. Uh, yes, you can tweet us or send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at No Near Never. You can email us at the dedicated email address we've got, preview show at no never.net. Or you can reply to the post for this preview show on either the No Near Never Facebook page or on YouTube. Good stuff. Um, we will reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show, which should hopefully be for our home game against Leicester City on the 15th of January, unless there are any rearranged Premier League 
games before then. Um, we aren't planning to record a preview show for the FA Cup game against Huddersfield Town. Um, quite frankly, Dave, I don't think anybody's going to be particularly excited about that one. You never know. We might be able to get a good cup run together. That would be exciting. Uh, but before we have the, well, I guess, move, bring this episode to a close, do we have any community news? Uh, no, nothing to add from me other than just to wish all the Noni Never listeners a very happy new year. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Yes, definitely, listeners. As I said my piece at the opening of the show, so I won't repeat that. But do, happy new year to everybody, including all of our international listeners as well, who will have celebrated the turn of 2022 at lots of different times. But yeah, you know, do stick with us and get to know your... In fact, that could be a good New Year's resolution. Let's get to know our international clarets even better next year. That's what we're going to do. Um, my thanks, as ever, go to everybody who has contributed to making this preview show, to John McKenzie for his opposition view, for Turfmore Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements, to producer Matt, who is just the MVP of the Non and Never podcast, who works tirelessly to get the podcast out, and to Dave Statman-Roberts, who is just the utter diamond of the previous show. And quite frankly, without him, we wouldn't have a show because he just works very hard. And Dave, once again, thank you so much for just the very quick turnarounds over the festive period, and particularly given we recorded four preview shows that were needed. So let's hope we can recycle some of those in the new year. That would be good. Um, but yeah, you can have a break now because we've got, <laughs> we should have a little bit of a break before the fixtures start coming in again. But thank you, Dave, from all of us. Um, last but no means least, you, the listeners, for taking the time to join us for this episode and for downloading. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, we, will be, we will be back next week with um, some analysis shows we're a long overdue a catch up with the rest of the team to just we've just not played any games there's not really been anything to talk about and I think actually the last time we played was was a very boring game where it was the West Ham game we're not West really Ham nil nil was wasn't it where not really anything happened so we've not really had anything to talk to you about so we are long overdue a catch up we will get the team together later on next week in the first week of January to just have a good old catch up and see where we are and try and analyse where we go for the rest of the season. And Dave and I will be back um, for the next episode of the preview show, which is, of course, for that home tie against Leicester City. Take care in the meantime. Our best wishes for 2022. I've been Atta Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Non and Ever podcast. Until next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.